and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is Dale's leadership advice. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you need a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so I was able to get all of the ASI stuff fully operational Monday night, Monday night at about 11 o'clock. 5.30 in the morning on Tuesday, I got up and got ready to go to the Dale Carnegie Leadership Conference that I was signed up for. and. I will say I felt a lot better on Tuesday morning than I did most of Monday uh, because I had had, I had gotten done with one of the big hurdles, which is the ASI onboarding process. Now, there's still an enormous amount of work to be done for us to really start seeing the rewards for ASI. We've got to get catalogs of groups of companies to reach out to. We've got to put together pitches and send them to them. We've got to send um, sample kits out. But to some extent, all of those things are things that the team can do in, in my abstentia, which would work really nice, actually. It'd be really great if we could get a cr- process for that. And so that morning, I was feeling a little bit better about things. And I, I mean, running on six hours of sleep, it's not my strong suit. So I get in, I go get in the car, I drive up to Appleton, and I join this Dale Carnegie event. And it is Dale Carnegie on leadership. And I, I was joking to myself as I was driving up. I'm like, if this one's on leadership, what was the last one about? And by the way, the last one was about uh, communication and interpersonal skills. So I ended up really enjoying this leadership class. In fact, I think this is actually a better class for my admin team than just the interpersonal communications course. Now, that being said, I think they should do both because I really enjoyed both. But I realized that this class focuses a lot more on the why you need to do good leadership and why you need to have the interpersonal connection to be a good leader. And it also functionally does a lot of tactical, what do good leaders do in their day? What do good leaders do functionally that allows them to be good leaders, right? There are formulaic aspects to leadership in some ways about like, what can you do technically to improve your relationship and improve your leadership skills? And Frankly, I think that a lot of the advice that they were giving was really good stuff. Now, it was an eight-hour day. I, there was, I took a ton of notes. Um, I got the book that we were given. A lot of good stuff. I could review it all with you. I might do that in a future podcast. But for this particular podcast, I mostly just want to talk about some of the elements that stuck out to me kind of first and foremost. So obviously, there's there he, you know, the presenter and Dale Carnegie and all of the people that have ever quoted this have realized this is true that you know the classic, you have to, uh, they have to know how much you care before they care how much you know. And I think that's very true. I've always felt that was very true, but I realize now especially why that matters when I'm talking about not only myself but also educating and coaching the people under me who are also going to be leaders and how it's. A, It's important for us to focus on saying, look, we make an amazing product. We make good quality products. We have a great process to do that and to craft those products. But if we don't have a good employer and if we don't have a good relationship, if we don't have 
that interpersonal relationship with the employees, with the team, we're going to struggle. And one of the things that I think is kind of an important thing to think about, because there's a lot of people out there who are very achiever, um, task oriented. I want to get this thing done. I don't, you know, it's like, let's go to work, get the work done, leave. Right. And I think the, the challenge that they're are going to find those people are going to find is that that's not really how humans relate to each other. And unfortunately we're all in the business of human relations. That's, I mean, I don't care if you're making something, you're still in the business of human relations because the thing that you're making is for another human in most cases. So in that same vein, you need to have pleasant little conversations with everyone Every day, maybe every other day, if you're really going to be stingy about it, but every day you need to be saying, you need to be having a 60 second to three minute conversation with everyone you work with in just a pleasant, nice way. Now we have nine people in our workshop. That means that that would be between 10 and 30 minutes a day, potentially. And not everyone works every day. So it's realistically more like five to 15 minutes every day. And if every person in this business, in our business, did that with every other person, and they talked about something innocuous, the weather, which is gray and cloudy, the rain we've been getting, talk about a current event, talk about a favorite place they've traveled, basic things like that, right? They have those great connections. Particularly with my admin team, that means that eventually, when they inevitably have to have hard conversations with people because they're not performing the way they need to be performing or something's going on, two things can happen. One, the employee has a good enough relationship with that administrator that they can balance out that negativity that the administrator might have to bring to that conversation, unfortunately, with the positive interactions from previous times, right? And two, it allows the administrator to get more information about that individual employee so that if something is happening that would otherwise be affecting their work, that that administrator goes into that conversation knowing that. Because as much as we'd like to say that, you know, we got to leave our, our things from outside of work, outside of work, nobody can do that. Not a single person is capable of, of compartmentalizing that well. And even if we were good at compartmentalizing like that, would we really want to? And I think this just goes back to a, a kind of a shift in the mindset of work and employee relationships with employers. And, you know, I was laughing with um, one of my other business friends because he was talking about how, you know, in the 1950s, it was all like, go up. Show up to work, work hard, go home. I don't care what's going on outside of work. I don't care about your family. I don't care what you do the work, you get done. And you can see how that affected the parenting style of the individuals who were raised and lived in that generation versus now where a lot of employers have had to shift to a far more employee-centric mindset. How do we make our employees happy? How do we keep our employees from, you know, being disorganized and unproductive because they're angry? How do we encourage employees to have good conversations with their managers about their personal lives and things that are going on? How can we have a holistic well-being approach to work? And you can see how it's funny because I think that that attitude in business has actually shaped people's parenting styles at home as well. And you can see that through a lot of the gentle parenting um, perspectives. So it was very interesting to do the kind of, that kind of early part of that talk about like why is it important to have these relationships? How, why is it important to have these conversations, right? Remember Dale Carnegie was a big interpersonal relationship person, right? So that was 
the first thing we kind of covered. Then we kind of moved on to some more other tactical kind of things. We talked about how do you avoid the inevitable time suck that happens during your day? How do you manage the schedule, the busy day that you have so that you aren't overwhelmed by that? And we, I, I learned about this for the first time. I'm sure a lot of people have dealt with this, which is the, the tyranny of the urgent. I'm not coining that phrase. Dale Carnegie, I don't believe, coined that phrase. There was a different person who came up with this idea that was, and I apologize, I'm not remembering his name off the top of my head, but I believe that the, the term that he used to describe it was the tyranny of the urgent. And it works this way. You've got four quadrants. You've got important and not important on one axis, and you've got urgent and not urgent on the other axis. So one quadrant is important and urgent. Another quadrant is unimportant and urgent. And then another quadrant is important, but not urgent. And then the last quadrant is not important and not urgent. And if you think about your day and what you're doing in those four elements, you realize you're spending a lot of time doing things that are not important and urgent and things that are not important and not urgent. When really we should be spending a lot more of our time in the important and urgent and important and not urgent categories. And it can be sometimes hard to figure out kind of an example of those, but I'll give you an example of the one that is the most detrimental, I think, to most of us, which is the not important, but urgent. And I'll give you an example. Phone calls, emails, interruptions, people walking into your office. Um, all of those elements, and there's more, I just, those are three off the top of my head right now, but all of those elements you can think about and you realize when I say them out loud, you're like, oh yeah, those are pressing, they have to happen, right? But they are not important most of the time. And then, now, let me clarify, there can be important emails, there can be important phone calls. But I'd be willing to bet that if you were honest with yourself, most of those aren't important. Most of the emails you get a day are not important, and most of the phone calls you get a day are not that important. Now, it's because you don't know whether an email is important or a phone call is important until you do it in some cases that is part of the issue, right? That's how we get that time stolen from us because someone will walk into our office and say, all right, I got a big problem. And then they like, state the problem and all you can think in your head is that's actually the very definition of not a big problem. Now, to them, it's a big problem or to them, they think it's a big problem. So that's an issue, that's its own issue, right? Because obviously, you know, you want to be cognizant of that. but. This is where I think for us, in, our, in my company, we need to start instituting some changes to protect our time. Here's what I mean by that. And we've already started doing this kind of a little bit. We will have times where you can walk into the admin office. And then we will have times that you can't. Unless the building's on fire. If the building's on fire, that kind of trumps everything. But we need to create those different times we need to work on saying, unless someone's injured or about to be injured, we need to work on batching issues in time blocks. I'll give you an easy example. Customer service. We have an excellent customer service person, just really top notch. But every so often there are questions that she just can't really answer. She doesn't have the authority to answer. She doesn't know the answer because it's something we've never dealt with before. And by the way, those are rare. We've dealt with just about everything at this point, but still. Or there are questions that are maybe a little bit out of the norm and they really do need to have the attention of someone who's in admin. 
or me. By working on, we've, one of these things we've done is institute a system where we've said, okay, we're going to batch those questions together and deal with them at a specific time. Because in most cases, we're on top of our email inbox to the point where they emailed us and we can get back to them normally within an hour or two, even doing the batching method, right? Normally, we're on top of our emails so much that we can respond to people within minutes. But if we don't know the answer, rather than immediately saying, well, we're going to go talk to the admin person, it's saying, you know what, we're going to batch these together and I'm going to find a time and I'm going to do it on purpose. I'm going to take it and intentionally set this time aside to do this. Same thing with emails. Rather than constantly saying, okay, my email's coming in, my email's coming in, my email's coming in, and I'm doing them one, onesie, twosie all the time, saying, okay, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do all my emails, I'm going to be done, and then the second that timer rings, that 30 minutes is up, I am going to move on to something else, regardless of whether I'm done or not. And I'll come back to it later, if I need to. All of these things, I think, are very interesting tools that make a lot of sense for us, technically. The last piece, and the part I'm going to probably spend an entire podcast talking about, is the innovation process, the process by which you can develop good, innovative ideas. Now, I love this idea. We did the process. It was very interesting. There's a lot of cool things that come out of it, and I'm going to try it with my team, but it's, such a, it's not a long process, but it's, a, it's a, a process that's got enough nuances and complexities to it that I really want to give it its full, you know, full time. So I'll probably talk about that on the next podcast if I get an opportunity to, unless something amazing comes up in the meantime that makes for a better topic. But Moral of the story is, it was a great first session. There's two more sessions. I'm looking forward to them. Um, I am going to probably take the time that I need this weekend, um, end of this week. I'm going to take a long weekend. Based off of last podcast, obviously, many of you know that I am feeling it. Um, I'm going to take a little time, I think. I think with the ASI process being launched, it is going to be important to me right now to delegate all of the details, to figure out what the process is going to be, and then to be able to walk away and take a few days, if only and if nothing else out of that process, I will gain the ability and the perspective to say, I am not trapped. I can take time. Because part of the problem is that I feel a little bit trapped. And I just, that is not a good, that is not a good mental space for me to be in personally, to feel trapped in my own company. So. I need to be able to take some time to prove to myself and to the team and to everyone else that I'm not trapped. The team can function just fine without me. We can continue to do well. We can continue to improve. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button right away to get notified of our latest podcast. Excuse me. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, uh, anything else we sell, please feel free to contact on the main page of our website at meridiacreative.co or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. But we do appreciate your patience. I will say that email is the best way to reach us in a timely manner. Direct message on social medias. Um, we're just not as quick on responding to those because there's just a lot more of those and a lot more of junk in that inbox. So apologize if you need a hurry response. Uh, email is the best way. However, if you'd like to order over the phone or you've got a quick question, please feel free to call us on the phone, 414-434-9001. Uh, we're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, you can also text us at that number, 414-434-9001. If for whatever reason you don't get an answer either during business hours or after business hours, when you call us, please feel free to leave us a voicemail. Uh, we do listen to them. We do respond to them. We call people back. Uh, if you're going to definitely leave that voicemail and it's about a specific order, please include uh, the order number itself, it starts with S and then continues on with a bunch of numbers. That actually helps us triangulate both who we're talking to, what specific order, and obviously we're able to help identify problems a little bit easier if there are any there. 
If you think we deserve it, a good review and go a long way to help us grow a new community, both a review on the podcast app, whatever you're listening on, as well as a review on the product itself if you have one. You can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews and you can read all of our amazing five-star reviews. We love them. They're the best. If you want to leave us a good review, there's a button there that says leave a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. You can write your review there. Um, we love them. We read them. I read them out loud to the staff a lot of times because they're just really sweet and everyone really gets encouraged by them. If for whatever reason you would leave us a bad review, please, 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 there's another button there that says get directly in contact with us. It is personally important to me that everyone has a good experience with this company. We will do anything in our power, including recrafting, refunding. We will take care of you. Please give us an opportunity to do so if you have a problem. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. If you want to get a little something for sharing the company, in the left-hand corner of the website on the main page, there is our rewards program. If you're logged in, you get 10% back on any purchase you make as in-store credit, and there's a shareable link in that box that is $10 off your friend, whoever gets the referral code. You can send it to your enemies for all I care. They get $10 off their first purchase. You get $10 in-store credit when they make that purchase, and it really helps the company. So please share that with your friends and your enemies. That being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything that I can. You can either leave it in the comments below, send us an email at sales, S-A-L-E-S, at murdycreative.co. If you've got specific topics, the team will make sure that I do see them. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, accessories, anything that we sell for gifts, giveaways, menus, related reasons, we do have bulk discounts available. They are built directly into the cart, so all you need to do is add the items to your cart, whatever quantity you desire. The cart will automatically apply the bulk discount, and then at that point, you're able to check directly out. If you're looking for a custom item, custom engraved item, we have our personalizers built into the website that allows you to add custom logos, names, anything you want to the product itself, and then you'll be able to check out. That'll automatically add the additional price. There is no setup fee. There is no um, minimum order quantities. It's just a simple flat fee, normally $15 per item, but it can go up a little bit depending on size and complexity. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.